Welcome, one and all, to the regular features, Spooking Hour. Spooking Hour not guaranteed to be an hour long. I'll be your host this week, as I am every week. I'm Joe Scrabbles. I know the difference between this week and most weeks is that my voice is like this. You might think that's a sort of spooking hour affectation, but actually, I'm really quite ill. Which is part of the reason for this week's spooking hour being not all of us in a room as normal. So sorry about that. This is just a problem with my lungs. But what better day than Halloween for a sort of a Frankenstein of a show? <laughs> As a joke about Frankenstein's monster. There's an, um, a sort of a green man made of be- bits of lots of apparently other green men. And really, it's that kind of commitment to a color scheme that marks the actual Dr. Frankenstein as such an aesthete. But I digress. This week on the regular feature, Spooking Hour will bring you stories from all four to five, depending on uh, contributions f- from members of the podcast who haven't got back to me yet. Corners of the regular features universe. Each one more frightening than the last which means that the first one you hear is prob probably like i don't know sort of tingling to the senses and the final one will be positively horrifying he'll chill you to the bone he'll make your bones come up out your skin and they'll open lengthways like mouths and they'll go now, oh, please, the spooking hour's too bad for me. And then they'll go back in to the bone level. Anyway, this is really hurting my throat now, so I'm gonna go away. And here's the first spooky story of the year. Enjoy. Christ. And now it's time for Steve's regular Halloween uh, feature. As you all know, I am a ghoul of myself. I'm a ghost. I'm a cheeky spirit. Always frolicking on the edge of perceptions. And I like to tell scary stories. This is a scary story that I actually came up with myself today. Like all good scary stories, it is a parable. 
um, it will teach you how to be good on Halloween so that you can get treats rather than tricks. Nobody likes a trick. Everybody like a treat. <clears throat> Here we go. The year is 1877 and Francois de Ville is tending to his vineyard in the south of France. His grapes are known all over the country for the high quality wine they can be stomped into and boy does Francois de Ville know it. When he's not stomping his grapes into best-selling wines, he can be found hanging around the local cafes bragging about how plump his delicious grapes are and what a sweet, 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 sweet wine they make. My wines are the greatest in all of France, he would laugh, drunk on popularity and wine. And your pathetic wines are all incredibly shit. <laughs> His bruising grape taunts went ignored by most of the other winemakers, but one vigneron could not help but allowed Deville's barbs to get under his French skin. Marcel Davereau owned the vineyard adjacent to Deville's, yet his grapes were total shite. When stomped on, they cracked open like a bad bird's eggs and stank of horse piss, producing a kind of awful slushy wine that made dogs bark. When Deville wanked off about his brilliant wines, Marcel boiled with a jealous rage and stormed out of the cafe. If only I could screw a sweet Chardonnay with a crisp fruity finish, I could show that bastard Deville once and for all he is the best winemaker in the south of France, Marcel shouted into the night. Just then he heard the clops of hoofs approaching from behind. But when he turned around, it was not a goat, but a man standing there. I couldn't help but overhear your predicament, said the strange man, who smelled of sulphur and horns. And I might have just the thing you're looking for. He slowly opened a burlap sack with the word Satan stuff written on the side. And inside was a bunch of premium-looking grapes. Real honkin' plumpers. 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 <laughs> I gotta say plumpers. Real honkin' plumpers. Real honking plumpers. Real honkin' plumpers. Real honkin' plumpers. Glossy and ripe. And with a sheen from here to Toulouse and back again by Sunday breakfast time. Try growing these in your vineyard, said the man and by sunrise you'll have a wine the envy of all of the south of France. Marcel grabbed the strange fellow's grapes without hesitating and rushed through the night back to his vineyard, eagerly fingering them into the soil like a man possessed. This was it, he thought, his chance to exact revenge upon that breeding bastard Deville once and for all. He was too excited to fall asleep, tossing and turning in his bed as he imagined the look on his rival's face when he tasted the glorious juice of Marcel's vineyard. Morning came as morning does, 
and Marcel burst out of his bedchambers and raced naked to the vineyard to see his prize. But what was this? A crowd had gathered. It was everyone from the café, and they were all pointing and laughing at what had grown in the night. Marcel pushed his way to the front of the throng and found a single six-foot-tall grape in the shape of Marcel's big, dirty ass. Standing beside it was the strange man from the night before. It was me all along, said the man, revealing himself to be Francois de Ville. I made you grow a giant grape in the shape of your big shitty ass because you are such a fucking penis. <laughs> penis. Everybody turned to laugh at Marcel, whose entire dick and balls were showing. But, but, I... I heard the sound of oofs, cried the confused Marcel. Deville held up a pair of coconut halves and cackled once more. I used coconuts to trick you, you big idiot. You dumb idiot with your shitty wine. Fuck off. And Marcel died there and then of shame. And some people say that if you hold your ear up to a bottle of Chateau Neuf de Pape today, you can still hear him crying on the breeze. The end. Do you know what's really scary? Technology. I'm sure you've all seen the likes of Black Mirror and Love, Death and Robots and a scrap heap challenge but technology is getting pretty good at uh, everything that I like to do and I'm never more afraid than when I think that one day technology might make even me obsolete from regular features the podcast that I love to be a part of so very much and so I went looking on the internet, I typed into Google, can a robot ever write weekly comedy features? And what I found was a website called talktotransformer.com, and talktotransformer.com will write stories based on prompts, which, if you've ever heard of our <clears throat> general approach to writing features, is basically what we do. You think of a set of funny words, and then just write for... 15 to 20 minutes and um, ask people to pay you for it. And so I thought I'd put talktotransformer.com to the test. I gave it a series of regular features style prompts and now I will read the results. And they are, frankly, frightening. So the first prompt I wrote in was a scary story about a bird eating a berry because I just wanted to keep it Halloween-y for now. And this is what it wrote. He told me that one night, when he was in the middle of a story about a farmer losing a lot of money in a property deal, he suddenly felt weak. And when he asked anyone to please help him, no one was willing to help him. He was at his desk that night when he heard a noise from the kitchen. At first it sounded like a bird eating the fruit of a tree. Then he heard it again, very loudly. I turned 
looked out into the kitchen and saw a giant bird flying in my direction, he said. This bird was eating the fruit of a tree, he said, and he thought, Oh God, this is really going to happen. I have to do something to protect my family. The next day, he told his friends, A bird ate my money. They thought it was a joke and laughed. But over the years, he started to notice that this was not a joke at all. So, I mean, it is a scary story about a bird eating a berry, sort of. Not yet a threat. Unfortunately for us, at Regular Features HQ, things get a little more frightening as we go. For instance, I wrote as a prompt, based on Gav's famous exploits, I was punched in a fish and chip shop. Here's what it wrote back. He said, One guy grabbed me and punched me twice. He put one finger in the wound before putting another into the flesh. I was bleeding. It took over a minute to get the paramedics to the scene. I had to have an ambulance that would go up to my house. I was left bleeding from my nose for days. Someone I know had a punctured lung after they were punched for a bus ticket he paid for using cash. I want to stop the violence, but in this case, nothing would have prevented it. And then it continues in sort of a news style. He said the shop owner had never apologised, and no police officer had even come up to him to apologise. Speaking in 2011, Mr. Farah was the deputy mayor of Cardiff City Council, but stepped down after he made an allegation of homophobic bullying. Mr. Farah's brother Martin called for the owner, David Smith, from Bridgend in South Wales, to apologise and take responsibility for the attack on his brother. How the fuck did it know that the lead character in this prompt, remember, I was punched in a fish and chip shop, was Welsh? What does it know? I'm really worried about this, guys. I mean, just listen to this. I wrote in, there were two bawdy women, and they called themselves the Pussy Pals as a prompt, and this is what it wrote. In the middle of a scene when they were taking their clothes off, we heard, Now, the Pussy Friends. And we said, who are those people, and where do they live? Are those the cunts? They said, nope, we're the Pussy Pals. What is all these Pussy Friends talking about? They never talk about it. Nobody says, what about this, or what about that? They just talk about doing it. So I had to be very discreet with them. So I had one who was going to give me a blowjob. Now, the blowjob was supposed to be a scene, but since the scene was going to be in the same thing every day, I had to do the blowjob too. So I'm going to do this scene, and then when the time comes that we're shooting and everybody's in the same stuff and they're having the same thing, so that's where I have to come in. Now, granted, not comprehensible. Some work to be done there. But it did understand that the Pussy Pals have an affinity for the C-word and for meanness and talking about blowjobs quite a lot. I am worried. Honestly, at this point, I'm kind of just afraid that Talk to Transformer might be able to just ingest our personalities in general, not even need the prompts. It could just sort of spin off our feelings and thoughts the whole time with no issues. And that's why I typed in, hello, my name is Matt Lees and these are my thoughts. And, you know, I thought that this would just be a funny little thing, but no, it had to just get it right. And I am genuinely worried now that 
we aren't going to be needed uh, even next week. This is what it wrote. Hello, my name is Matt Lees and these are my thoughts. With the announcement of the Xbox One backwards compatibility, I was hoping to get a chance to play the first Halo on my home console. Unfortunately, when the initial release of Halo 2 went live, I was disappointed in it. It was a great game, but it wasn't the kind of game I'd want to be playing at home. As much as I would love to play and write about how this game changed gaming, as much as it would be nice to hear my own voice on it, I can't do that. Halo 2 was great. It was the reason that my house had a DVD player and my mother had two CD players. It changed how I look at games. It was good enough to put on my must-have list for that holiday season. With Xbox One backwards compatibility, it has to stop being good enough to put on my must-have list and needs to be something I can play on my bedroom TV. That is, as far as I remember, the kind of thing that Matt used to do for a job. Xbox, uh, CD players his mother owns, be nice to hear my own voice. This is Matt Lees' personality. Talk to Transformers, eating the man, and spat out gold. <sighs> We're fucking doomed. And now we reach the point I'm genuinely worried about. I've, I've put in everyone else's, but I've held off doing my own. Um, so I've, I've written in uh, a sentence that means a lot to me, and it is. We all know Mambo number five, but have you ever wondered what those four preceding Mambos were? This is what it wrote back. The answers are, of course, all here. These four Mambos were the first four contestants from the first season. Mambo number five was the first contestant from the second season. And there's a reason for this. Because they had to fight their way to Los Angeles. And what did the winners do? They started a chain of Mambo houses, where they lived and worked in one place while practicing their Mambo. The first winner is probably Mambo number four. You can watch the opening of the first episode of Mambo number two, 1936, to see what started that chain. The idea for the first one was introduced by a certain Mr. R, who owned one of Mambo's famous buildings in the 1950s. He wanted to start his own club, but the club was already called Mambo. Mr. R thought he could use the name to sell Mambos and sell more Mamba memorabilia, so he asked the owners of the club for permission to start their own club. That might as well be my fucking Mambo feature. It, I don't know what... I think this is it. I think, I think we've actually been replaced. I think regular features might be over. Happy Halloween. Hello readers, how are you? Uh, this is Gareth, and I am in Scranton, Pennsylvania, coming at you. I think we'll, we'll probably, I'll put this in the Halloween podcast maybe, um, and we'll do some kind of spooky going on for it. But yeah, basically, I'm waiting to check into uh, the Radisson Lackawanna Hotel um, in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, and I'm in the middle of like driving on a haunted road trip uh, for a laugh at the moment. Um, so 
uh, and this is a stop off. This is my last stop off. Um, I haven't experienced anything ghostly yet, but apparently this is one of the most haunted hotels in America. So obviously I had to come here. Um, I'm waiting to check in. I'm just about to go in and check in now. Um, Cause apparently, so this place used to be like a makeshift morgue during big wars. And what would happen is lots of soldiers, if, if you died, <laughs> if you lost uh, the war, um, your body would get shipped here and then like your family would get a letter being like, oi, his body's in uh, the, the Lackawanna, which was a train station at that time, uh, morgue if you want to go pick it up. And lots of people just didn't have the money or just didn't care enough about going to pick up stuff. I guess like, if they were like, oh, your husband's lost the war, come get his big loser body, um, maybe you wouldn't go get it. Uh, so yeah, so because of that, um, lots of bodies were just left to rot. Obviously, that's what happened. That's when ghosts come. So yeah, lots of people saying that they've seen ghostly going on in uh, the Radisson Lackawanna Hotel. So I'm just about to go check in now. Um, but I thought it would be funny actually because I know like we've popularized the, with the word spooky to mean getting a big lob on without knowing about it, or because you don't know why you've got a lob on. Um, but I, I recently learned, apparently the reason uh, for spookies is um, not actually that supernatural. And apparently it's actually to do with the fact that your body, when it's cold, um, when it's relaxed, goes, you know, if you're asleep, it's gonna wanna piss and to stop. <laughs> you from pissing you they you they give you a little spooky your body gives you a little spooky it goes rock hard um so apparently that stops you from peeing it's really hard to pee when you've got a big chub on in there so that's why apparently not interesting right i'm gonna go check in now to the radisson lackawanna hotel i'm gonna record all this as well when was the last time someone said they saw a ghost Someone say it was probably like two or three weeks ago. Two or three yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. I miss out on all. They usually say the sixth floor. Are we on the, the sixth third. floor? You're on the third. Oh. third. But I, don't, I don't know how true any of it really is. What did they and, say that they saw? Um, they said that they heard like footsteps around their bed, and then it felt really hot to them, even though the heat wasn't on. Right. And then after they heard the footsteps, it was one of the guys that always stays with Commonwealth. Uh -huh. Um. I guess the bathroom door like creaked open or creaked closed and he came down here with all of his stuff and asked for a room change. <laughs> yeah. Aww. He came down he came down and asked for a room change. Yeah, he was that freaked out. Yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. So we have some guests that like want to stay yeah. there yeah. on the sixth floor and yeah. so, like, make like, him all of the Do you have any rooms on the sixth floor? Yeah, yeah, I can check and see. Yeah, yeah we yeah, can let do me it. see. You guys didn't even go up yet, so yeah, it should be fine. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I don't know how Listen, she feels I don't know how true anything is, okay? This is all secondhand. <laughs> there should be six. Yeah, okay. Oh, sorry, is it a pain in the ass? No, it's, not. No, it's all good. You guys didn't even go up Amazing. And what time are we allowed to come down until if we see a ghost? <laughs> and you'll change Anytime. us. Come down anytime. There's okay. always someone here. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the sixth floor. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's too. Thanks, Gap. <laughs> you'll be fine. I promise you'll be fine. I hope you guys enjoy yourself. Unless she's also a ghost. I'm a ghost.
Oh, thank you very much. Hey, okay, so just got into my room. Uh, no spooks as of yet, but obviously, you know, they don't hide in place sight. They're not stupid ghosts, are they? And I've downloaded uh, an EMF reader app, which uh, apparently is good for detecting ghosts. Uh, so I've got to boot that up now to see if there's anything in there. I probably should have done this before. I believe checked into the hotel. Um, okay, let me just boot it up a minute. Ooh. Okay, well, it's an orange, which <laughs> doesn't mean no ghosts, but it doesn't mean mo ghosts. <laughs> like, so that's fine. Orange, I can deal with orange. Is apparently the ghosts sort of strike around like 3 a.m. or whatever. So what I thought I'd do is I'll leave this recording all night and then what I'll do is I'll check the recording back in the, in the morning and see if there's anything being recorded. Uh, you know, might not happen, but you know, it's all a bit, it's all a bit of fun there. Um, so I've just woke up. It's, uh, it's quarter to three in the morning. It sounds like we take the piss, but I'm not. And it's boiling hot in our room. Um, the air conditioner's on cold. And when you put your hand to the air conditioner, it's, uh, it's cold. <laughs> But it's boiling hot in the room and like we're sweating. I can't sleep because I'm so hot. <laughs> um, I know this is what they said ex exactly what they said was happened, but this is is fucking weird, isn't it? So I'm gonna boot up the EMF reader, which didn't say there was any ghosts earlier. I'm just gonna see if it's changed now. It's on like the reddest it's ever been. Um, I don't. <laughs> I'm laughing, but I don't like this at all. Um, so weird as well because it's this giant chair in the room that the is way bigger than it should be for this room. Um, <laughs> okay, this is weird. What I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna listen back to the the recorder that I had on just just to see, just to see if anything. I mean, it's ridiculous, I know, but I mean, I wish there was a way of getting across on a podcast how hot it is right now. Um, okay, good. I'm gonna just gonna listen to it back now. There's there's no way to sort of jazzes up or anything like that. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna uh, I'm just gonna play you what was on the recorder. Mary loves Dick. Mary loves Dick. Mary loves Dick. I, I, f I don't know what that was. Uh, it sounded like he was saying something about Mary. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know. Oh, it's freaky, man. 
America is just crazy. Um, but I'm just. What the? What the fuck was that? That's our. That's our dog. Shit. Hello. Fuck! I'm not gonna open it. I'm gonna open it. I'm gonna open it. Just gonna open it. Hello. Mary loves Dick. Mary loves Dick. your money. <laughs> you can go to www.patreon.com slash regular features and you can give us money per episode for all our endeavors on the side of the um the grave world which is where I'm living in and from if that's simply too much to ask then why don't you just go and rate and review I'm presumably that's still a big old deal. Well, I think even isn't iTunes gone now with the Catalina update on macOS? Is iTunes gone? What? What happened to our reviews? Are they are they there? If you find them, leave more, please, because I like reading them. I like all the things you say. <coughs> fingers. Anyway, I have to go now because I need a lemon sip. Because fuck me, this cold just isn't going away. And, and honestly, I'd kind of banked on not having to do any of the regular features this week. But I'm doing the most. And I'm, that's I like it. It's fine. And I... And I'm just in bed anyway, but uh, bloody, uh, you know, it's 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 taken it out of me, if I'm honest. Anyway, goodbye, or should I say, bad bye. <laughs> I was gonna do a laugh, like an evil laugh, but I can't do it. That's it. Mm-hmm.